This episode is brought to you by Abbott. Welcome back to day three of TCT. Stefan Windeker and Mike Gibson coming to you live. And a lot of the big news here at the meeting is surrounded antiplatelet therapy. It's been fascinating to watch. You know, we had aspirin forever. And now what happens when you have a new antiplatelet agent? You could either replace it or you could add uh, the new antiplatelet on top of aspirin, which we tended to do a lot of for the past two decades. Or you could see, does aspirin really add anything to these new drugs? And we finally started to get there in the past year or two, replacing aspirin. So you talk to us, though, about your perspectives and you know, what you found with the Onyx program. I, I think it's a great question. And uh, so far, we always have escalated in our therapies. So we started with aspirin. We added on P2Y12 inhibitors. They proved very useful to prevent stent-specific uh, complications like stent thrombosis and so on. And I think in the past five years, there, there is a beginning to see a paradigm shift where we ask ourselves whether aspirin is still adding anything uh, anymore. And I think uh, this uh, comes up with the advent of the new, more potent P2Y12 inhibitors, where at variants, for example, with uh, clopidogrel, where you may have a certain number of non-responders, this is no longer an issue. And therefore, you really can ask the question whether aspirin is needed on top of uh, uh, or or prasugal. And in this sense, I think last year there was an interesting trial I was involved in too, the global leaders. It was uh, for the first time asking the question whether after one month you could leave out aspirin and just treat uh, patients uh, with uh, ticaculor as a monotherapy. And as you know, this was an ambitious uh, trial. It was uh, uh, looking just at all-cause mortality and Q-wave myocardial infarction. And although it showed a risk difference in favor of the monotherapy, it failed statistical significance. But I think uh, the highlight of this conference, obviously, was Twilight, which took up a similar question, but now treated patients for three months with dual antiplatelet therapy. And then in patients at both high ischemic and bleeding risk, discontinued aspirin in one arm and continued ticaclo in the other arm and it was highly significantly positive. So I think we are starting to see really a change in the way we are probably going forward where we consider monotherapy uh, perhaps as the safer uh, uh, option. And I think uh, the, the, the reason we are asking all these questions is also an insight that came during the last five years where we focused in the, for a long time just on ischemic outcomes and have made great progress with the more potent antithrombotic treatments. Uh, but then more and more the bleeding question emerged. And I think what has become clear is that myocardial infarction is a bad thing to have. But major bleeding is certainly prognostically as important as myocardial infarction. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, it's interesting. There's so many moving parts. So when we first came out, well, you're aspirin resistant. Thank God we had clopidogrel or you're clopidogrel resistant, thank God we had aspirin. So you remember that Tom Cruise line, you complete me? These two completed each other. And then we had our first generation of stents, which were somewhat thrombotic. But fast forward a couple decades, we now have better stents. They're less thrombotic. 
and we have better drugs uh, that don't have resistance. So I think maybe we have new answers to some of the old questions. Is that fair? Absolutely. I, I think it's progress on all lines. Uh, and as you say, I think there has been major progress uh, uh, with these stents. The platforms, they have become much uh, more deliverable. At the same time, the platforms have become much thinner. So the entire procedural adverse event profile in terms of stem thrombosis has uh, improved incredibly. Uh, we have had remarkable progress in terms of the polymer components. Uh, they are much more biocompatible uh, today. The drugs uh, are also preferentially limus analogs at dosages where they are very effective, but at the same time they don't have a remarkable uh, adverse event profile. And then obviously the insights with the ancillary antithrombotic uh, treatment uh, have come to place where we are at a place where the incremental benefits become more and more difficult. Right. Uh, we're losing the target of what we're trying to yes. treat in some ways. Talk to us just a little bit about Onyx One and uh, what you found there. Sure. Uh, so Onyx One uh, really built on a previous trial that was leaders free. And I think historically it's important to consider that leaders free was for the first time and try focusing on patients at high bleeding risk. And these were patients that in the past have been systematically excluded from clinical uh, trials due to their risk uh, profile and it was the patients that were systematically treated with bare metal stents. So leaders free for the first time asked the question whether a polymer-free drug-coated stent would be comparable to a bare metal stent and the surprising finding was it was both safer and more effective. And I think uh, that uh, uh, obviously opened the question what about um, routine polymer-based drug eluting stent, what we use in routine clinical practice. And therefore Onyx One asked now the question, well, how does an, an Resolute Onyx stent perform to a polymer-free drug-coated uh, stent in the same pep uh, patient population at high bleeding risk? And basically the findings are such uh, that it is as safe and as effective as uh, the uh, BioFreedom uh, stent and therefore provides a uh, valid alternative uh, in patients with high, blood, uh, high bleeding risk. And therefore I think uh, what we will see in the future is a complete transition away from bare metal stents, uh, which uh, guidelines actually also recommend. There is no indication left for bare metal stents. And with Onyx One we have shown now that an polymer-based uh, drug eluting stent, the Resolute Onyx stent, is a platform you can safely use in these patients. Yeah. Always changing, rapidly evolving. Thanks for sharing your perspectives today. Thank you, Mike. And thanks to all of you for joining us here live from TCT 2019.